ओं नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर नष्टप्रायशभद्रेशो निगवतसेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्ठिके रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद्भागवतम कैंटो फोर चैप्टर फोर एंटाइटल सती क्विट्स अ बॉडी टेक्स्ट नंबर नाइन अरुद्र भागम तम अवेक्ष्य चाध्वरम अरुद्र भागम तम अवेक्ष्य चाध्वरम अरुद्र भागम तम अवेक्ष्य चाध्वरम पिताचेलनम विभौ पिताचेलनम विभौ पिताचेलनम विभौ अनादृता यज्ञ सदसी अधीश्वरी अनादृता यज्ञ सदस्य अधीश्वरी अनादृता यज्ञ सदस्य अधीश्वरी चुकोप लोकान इव धक्ष्यति ऋषा चुकोपलोका वक्षतिषा चुकोपलोका वक्षतिषा अरुद्रभागम तमेक्ष चाध्वर पिताचेलनम विभौ अनादृता यज्ञ सदस्यधीश्वरी चुकोपलोका वक्षतिषा अरुद्रभागम हैविंग नो ऑब्लेशन फॉर लॉर्ड शिवा तम दैट अवेक्ष एंड अद्वरम प्लेस ऑफ सैक्रिफाइस पिता बाय हर फादर च एंड देवे टू लॉर्ड शिवा कृतहेलनम कंटेम्प्ट हैविंग बीन शॉन विभव टू द लॉर्ड अनादृता not being received yagna sadasi in the assembly of the sacrifice 
अधीश्वरी सती चुकोपा बिकेम ग्रेटली एंग्री लोकान द फोर्टीन वर्ल्ड्स इवा एज एफ धक्षती बर्निंग रुषा विथ एंगर ट्रांसलेशन एंड परपोर्ट बाइज डिवाइन ग्रेस ए सी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी प्रोपाद ट्रांसलेशन प्रेजेंट इन दरीन ऑफ सैक्रिफाइस सती सॉ दैट देर वर नो ऑब्लेशन्स फॉर हर हजबेंड लॉर्ड शिवा नेक्स्ट शी रियलाइज दैट नॉट ओनली हैड हर फादर फेल टू इन्वाइट लॉर्ड शिवा बट वैन ई सॉ लॉर्ड शिवास एग्जॉल्टेड वाइफ दक्षा डिड नॉट रिसीव हर आईदर दस शी बिकेम ग्रेटली एंग्री so much so that she looked at her father as if she were going to burn him with her eyes purport by shrila prabhupad by offering oblations in the fire while chanting the vedic mantra swaha one offers respect to all the demigods great sages and pitas including lord brahma lord shiva and lord vishnu It is customary that Shiva is one of those who are offered respects but Sati while personally present in the arena saw that the brahmanas did not utter the mantra offering oblations to Lord Shiva Namah Shivaya Swaha She was not sorry for herself for she was ready to come to her father's house without being invited but she wanted to see whether or not her husband was being respected to see her relatives her sisters and mother was not so important even when she was received by her mother and sisters she did not care for she was most concerned that her husband was being insulted in the sacrifice when she marked the insult she became greatly angry and she looked at her father so angrily that daksha appeared to burn in her vision thus ends the bhakti vedanta purport so in the previous verse it was explained that uh, sati did not accept the presence and the reception and the welcome by her sisters her mother her aunts she was concerned not about her own reception or her own position she was concerned about lord shiva she knew that there was uh, insult by daksha uh, when shiva was present in the earlier assembly but shiva did not mind daksha's insult shiva is an exalted vaishnava so he personally does not take any insult but other devotees they should not tolerate insult to the supreme lord or his pure devotees that is the vaishnava behavior or vaishnava etiquette so sati is herself also a devotee she could not tolerate shiva being insulted and it is confirmed that daksha had 
maintained that inimical feeling towards shiva even many many uh, years later when the sacrifice was being performed second time there she saw that shiva was not being offered his portion of the offerings now what is the meaning of this in the system of sacrifice the sacrifice itself is offering oblations in the sacrificial fire to the different demigods and ultimately to the supreme lord vishnu the shastras say yagno vai vishnu uh, the sacrifices are meant for pleasing vishnu but the system of sacrifice is such that the demigods who are situated as the limbs of the universal form of the supreme lord they also accept a share of the sacrifice in order to maintain this uh, whole uh, universe especially the human society this is explained by krishna in the bhagavad gita the principle of karma yoga in the third chapter krishna explains is yagnyarthat karmanaha one should do work as sacrifice to vishnu but the way the sacrifice to vishnu should be offered is through the different intermediate demigods who are responsible directly for the uh, material welfare of the human beings on the earth so that is also explained by krishna in the bhagavad gita in the third chapter the series of verses beginning with this ninth verse yagnyarthat karmanah lokoyam karma bandhanah tadartham karma kaunteya mukta sanga samachara by offering sacrifice to vishnu one is able to become free from all material bondage but after that krishna explains in detail what is the connection between the sacrifice to vishnu and the freedom from bondage how does it work so for that krishna says सहयज्ञा प्रजा सृष्ट्वा पुरोवाच प्रजापतिः अनेन प्रसविष्यध्वम् एषवो स्विष्ट कामधुक इन द बिगिनिंग ऑफ क्रिएशन द लॉर्ड ऑफ ऑल क्रिएचर्स दैट इज विष्णु सेंट फॉर जनरेशंस ऑफ मेन एंड डेमीगॉड्स अलोंग विद सैक्रिफाइसेस फॉर विष्णु एंड ब्लेस देम बाय सेइंग बी दाउ हैप्पी बाय दिस यज्ञ बिकॉज़ its performance will bestow upon you all desirable things so human beings are dependent upon the supplies in nature so many different supplies we are dependent on water air sunshine fire the food grains everything so all these supplies are regulated by the devatas and the system is that when the human beings offer sacrifice to the devatas 
Then the devatas supply all the necessities, and that is explained in the next verse. Devan bhavayatanena te deva te te deva bhavayantu vaha parasparam bhavayantaha shreya param vapsyata. The meaning is the demigods being pleased by sacrifices will also please you. Thus, nourishing one another, there will reign general prosperity for all. So, prosperity in human society is dependent upon proper performance of sacrifices uh, to the demigods, which are recommended in the scriptures. Further, Krishna says, Ishtan bhogan hi vo deva dasyante yajna bhavitaha. In charge of the various necessities of life, the demigods being satisfied with the performance of yajna supply all necessities to man. Tair dattan apradaye bhyo yobhunkte stene vasaha. But he who enjoys these gifts without offering them to the demigods in return is certainly a thief. Stena. Stena means thief. Means uh, one should accept all the supplies by recognizing that these supplies are coming as a result of a award by the higher source, higher authority. It is not that by our own hard work we have independently earned whatever uh, we are getting. So, we are not independent, we are dependent and the system of dependence is also a specific system that has been established at the beginning of creation by the Supreme Lord who is the ultimate uh, Lord, ultimate uh, controller, ultimate creator. Hmm? So, that system is that the demigods are regulating as authority of the various necessities supply of various necessities. So, merely doing hard work is not enough. The hard work should be directed towards uh, worshipping the Supreme Lord through the system of sacrifice to the demigods. Now, it is explained in the ninth chapter, the most confidential knowledge that ultimately all sacrifices to the demigods are meant for Vishnu because Vishnu is the Yajneshwara, the Lord of all sacrifices, the Supreme Lord of all sacrifices. Aham hi sarva yajnanam bhokta cha prabhureva cha. Earlier in the fifth chapter also, Krishna has explained bhoktaram yajna tapasam. That he is the ultimate enjoyer of all sacrificial offerings. Aham hi sarva yajnanam bhokta cha prabhureva cha. The Lord Krishna or Vishnu is the master of all sacrifices, is the lord of all sacrifices, the enjoyer of all sacrifices. So, the supreme lord this is the confidential, most confidential knowledge. 
that even though somebody may offer some sacrifice to some devata ultimately the devata is not independent in supplying the particular necessities or in fulfilling certain material desires devata is not independent so it is explained that the supreme lord is seated as paramatma in the heart of the devata and the heart of the human being who is the worshipper of the devata or performer of the sacrifice for the sake of either some necessities or for the sake of some fulfillment of material desire and the supreme lord who arranges his paramatma that the uh, proper worship or sacrifice is happening and the devata is awarding the particular necessity or the supply or the fulfillment of the desire so the central point of all such sacrifices either for necessities or for fulfilling material desire is the supreme lord but since people are averse to uh, worship the supreme lord or to offer uh, sacrifice to the supreme lord therefore the indirect way of uh, offering Uh, the sacrifice to the supreme lord is through his representatives the demigods ultimately the demigods they don't take the offering for themselves they pass it on to the supreme lord knowing very well that even they are dependent for everything on the supreme lord they are not independent so there is a certain system in these sacrifices that the demigods get a share of the offering and the lion share or the most of the the biggest share of the sacrifice goes to the supreme lord vishnu as the agneshwara or the chief of the uh receivers of the uh, offerings in the sacrifice so the demigods keep a certain small portion for themselves and they actually give the rest to the supreme lord vishnu this is the actual system therefore in the system of sacrifice itself different demigods are offered different portions of the sacrificial offerings so shiva being a very important demigod in all sacrifices shiva is offered a certain portion of the sacrifice because he is one of the very important demigods among all the demigods uh, two demigods are very very important brahma and shiva and vishnu of course though sometimes vishnu is described as a demigod devata but vishnu is not just in the position of a devata he is the supreme lord he is the chief of all the devatas he is the lord of all the devatas so that confidential knowledge is not known to people who are not conversant with the uh with the uh, higher aspects 
of this uh, sacrifice. They are not in proper uh, full knowledge of the sacrificial system of offering oblations in the fire. So, the complete or the perfect understanding is Vishnu is not just another Devata, but Vishnu is uh, the chief of all the Devatas, the supreme lord of all the Devatas. And it is he only who actually is the awarder of the results of all sacrifices. The Devatas, the other Devatas are not independent. Neither they can uh, award the results of the sacrifice, nor they can keep the sacrificial offerings for themselves. Then they become actually uh, uh, punishable by the laws of material nature. Now, the position of Shiva is very special. Again, Shiva, like Vishnu, is not just another Devata. Shiva is an incarnation of the Supreme Lord Vishnu for a very special purpose. The purpose is that Vishnu's internal potency, Yogamaya, she actually controls everything in the material world through her expansion, the external potency, Durga Devi. So, Durga Devi is another form of Yogamaya. Mahamaya is another form of Yogamaya. But Mahamaya does not directly associate with Vishnu. Because Mahamaya is dealing with the personification of the three gunas, the three modes of material nature. So, she does not directly contact the Supreme Lord Vishnu, who is always above the modes, who is always uh, transcendental to the modes under all circumstances. So, for the sake of uh, Durga Devi to actually uh, associate with the Supreme Lord in her function as the controller of this, as the regulator of this material world, she associates with an incarnation of the Lord Shiva. So, Shiva's position is, he is an incarnation of Vishnu for the sake of directing Durga. The energy is always directed by the controller of the energy, the Supreme Lord. Yogamaya is always directed by Krishna. Similarly, Durga Devi is also energy, but she is always directed by not directly by Vishnu, but by an incarnation of Vishnu, that is Shiva. So, since Durga Devi uh, is uh, regulating the material affairs, Vishnu does not directly contact Durga Devi or does not directly involve in, in uh, uh, regulating in directing 
Durgadevi. So Durgadevi receives all directions from Shiva. So therefore her uh, worshipable deity or lord is Shiva. Now Shiva's position as incarnation of Vishnu is also very unique. Even though he is incarnation of Vishnu, he is not 100% Vishnu. He doesn't belong to Vishnu Tattva. He does not belong to the principle of the personality of Godhead, the supreme personality of Godhead. He is a personality in his own category where he has some qualities or powers of Vishnu and he has some characteristics of Jiva or qualities of Jiva. Now the characteristics or qualities of Vishnu are meant for directing Durga Devi and the qualities or characteristics of the Jiva that are to be found in Shiva are meant for coming in contact with the three gunas. It is, these three gunas are meant for whom? Ultimately, the three gunas are meant for the conditioned souls who want to enjoy independent of Krishna. So, these three qualities are meant for the jivas. They are not meant for the Supreme Lord. They are not meant for the pure devotees. They are not meant for the Yogamaya. They are not meant for anyone in the spiritual platform. Including the Lord. But still, those living entities who want to enjoy independently, for them these three gunas are actually manifested through the agency of Durga. To the agency of Durga. So, in order to associate or regulate or direct Durga, Shiva also actually partakes of the uh, nature of the uh, jiva in coming directly in contact with these three gunas. So, some qualities of Shiva are like those of the jiva and some qualities of Shiva are those like of Vishnu. Therefore, Shiva is in a position between Vishnu and Jiva. He is not like the Jiva who is completely controlled by Vishnu, 100%. Neither is he in the position of Vishnu that he is completely the controller of everyone and everything. No. He is controller partially. He is controlled partially. So, as controlled, he is playing the position of a devata under the control of Vishnu. And as the controller, he is the director of Durga, the one who actually controls Durga. So, he has this dual role and he has this 
unique position where he has some powers to play that to uh, perform that function of directing durga as the controller of durga controller of maya so he appears as the husband of durga devi in different uh, uh, manifestations he is always the husband of durga devi durga devi has got so many manifestations similarly shiva has got so many manifestations so in each manifestation of shiva he is actually the husband of one of the manifestations of durga next one energy so shiva and durga are in the unique position by themselves even though durga is the energy of the supreme lord she is nonetheless different from the internal potency yogamaya she is different from the internal potency she never directly associates with the supreme lord but then again as the energy of the supreme lord who is always desirous to serve the lord she serves the lord as a pure devotee in that way she is able to get the association of the supreme lord as a devotee vaishnavi she is called vaishnavi means she is the best among the devotees who serves the supreme lord a pure devotee exclusively engaged in service of the supreme lord now her service is rendered through shiva not directly to vishnu now shiva also for accepting that service from durga he also is in the position of a vaishnava he also uh, is accepting that service as a vaishnava because a as vaishnavi she is meant to serve only the supreme lord and nobody else but since she is dealing with this three gunas therefore she serves the supreme lord through shiva who is the greatest of vaishnavas so service to vishnu is best rendered through service to the vaishnava this is the principle of devotional service always service to vishnu is rendered best through the vaishnava and which kind of vaishnava that vaishnava who is very 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 dear to the supreme lord who is the pure devotee so in his position as accepting the service of durga shiva is the greatest of vaishnava shambhu vaishnavanam yatha shambhu bhagavatam declares the greatest of vaishnavas is shambhu shiva that is shiva 
who accepts that service on behalf of Vishnu from the uh, from Durga Devi. Similarly, when we offer our devotional service to the Supreme Lord, we offer our service through the spiritual master who is very, very, which, which spiritual master? Through who, which spiritual master we should offer service to the Supreme Lord? Uh, we should offer it to, uh, through the uh, spiritual master who is very, very dear to the Supreme Lord because he is the pure devotee. Therefore, we always offer prayers to Prabhupada. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya. He has taken complete shelter, exclusive shelter of the lotus feet of Vishnu. And therefore, he has become Krishna Preshtaya Bhutale. He is very, very, very dear to Krishna. He is very dear to Krishna. Having taken shelter at the lotus feet of Vishnu. Such a spiritual master, through him if you offer, then that service is directly service to Vishnu. Is directly service to Vishnu. Otherwise, the service, if it is not offered through somebody who is in the position of very dear to Krishna, taken exclusive shelter at the lotus feet of Krishna, then such service uh, through somebody who is not in that position is indirect service. Is indirect service. So indirect service to the Supreme Lord is through devatas who are not pure devotees. Among devatas also, some of them are pure devotees of the Supreme Lord. And most of them are not pure devotees. So there are Sakama Bhaktas and Nishkama Bhaktas. All Devatas are Vishnu Bhakta. Vishnu Bhakta Smrito Daiva Asurastad Viparyayaha. All Devatas are divine natured. They are all devotees of Vishnu. But not all are necessarily pure devotees. So, Shiva is not in the category of Sakama Bhakta. No. He is pure devotee. He is Nishkama Bhakta. So, he is not in need of oblations in the sacrificial offerings. He is not in need. He will supply regardless of whether somebody offers oblations or does not offer oblations. In fact, Shiva tries to do welfare activity even for the most sinful living entities who do not even have a gross body, who are called bhutas, pretas, pishachas, one category of ghosts. Hmm? Those who are very, very sinful. Uh, so such ghosts, Shiva is their Lord. Lord in what sense? Not only he is controlling them, but he also tries to do welfare activity for such sinful entities. He is called Bhutanatha. Hmm? These Bhutas, these ghostly uh, beings. So, 
if shiva is doing welfare activity for even those who are very very sinful what to speak of others who are not so sinful certainly shiva supplies everybody's necessities without even waiting for them to acknowledge or offer some oblations or do some sacrifice no shiva does not wait so shiva is not uh, uh demanding but sati knows that the living entities if they don't offer sacrifice anybody who does not offer sacrifice to shiva will be ruined because the laws of nature are very strictly enforced the laws of nature are very strictly enforced that as krishna says here tair dattan apradaye byo yo bhungte stena eva saha anyway i am getting whatever i require why should i offer uh, in return oblations or sacrifice to the devatas who are supplying the needs no then one becomes a thief thief means one is punishable so that regulation of punishing is in the hands of durga devi she regulates this punishment uh, as uh, through the three gunas everyone suffers the punishment adi bhautika klesha adhyatmika klesha adi daivika klesha so durga devi is doing her duty or sati is doing her role that she looked at uh daksha in such a way that she was going to burn him with her eyes with what intensity her anger was such that it could burn the 14 worlds the entire universe that much angry she became against daksha but we will see that she did not actually do any harm to daksha as a devotee as a vaishnavi see vaishnavas even though uh, they have the power hmm, to destroy anybody to punish anybody but they never actually really punish somebody hmm. instead they try to correct it in another way so we will see that like sati quits her body instead of directing that fire of her anger towards daksha she decided to quit the body which was obtained by daksha by burning her own body instead of burning daksha destroying daksha she quit her body which was obtained from her father that she will be explained in the uh, next few verses so that is her uh, she reacted as a vaishnavi and she also acted as a vaishnavi both so that is the position of the devotees perfect position of the pure devotees i'll stop here prantara shrimad bhagavatam ki jaye shila prabhupad ki jaye